I think it's safe to say that for quite a lot of us, our menstrual cycle has been nothing more than an annoying fact of life for the last 10, 20, 30 plus years. And I've got to admit that I was that person for 30 years, ever since my period started at the age of 12. I was one of the lucky ones with some pain in the early years, but since then, a pretty regular cycle and pattern and one which I largely ignored, except when it might interfere with a holiday or an event. It honestly wasn't until my early 40s and things started to change with my cycle that I started to sit up and take notice of what was going on. And I started to learn so much more about my cycle, what it meant, how I could work better with it throughout the month, and how to actually take advantage of those hormonal changes to enhance how I worked and how I rested as well. So I'm really looking forward to picking the brains of today's guest on that. And I can't wait to dive into this and learn all about how we can actually use our menstrual cycle and get in the kind of alignment with it that can have a really, really positive effect on our lives. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. How are you? Fabulous to have you here again. And I am really, really excited to dive into today's episode because I think menstrual cycle tracking and using your menstrual cycle to your advantage is something that has really come to the fore over the last few years. It's something that I've talked about before too, and something that has helped me to navigate my months with a slightly kinder and more constructive approach. So I've seen for myself how powerful it can be to make friends with our cycle rather than feeling like we're battling it and it's just this inconvenience that happens each month. And, you know, often that is not helped by the narrative in society, which blames our mood changes and actually all sorts on us as they call it, being on the blob or having the painters in or whatever you want to call it, all of which doesn't really help us to embrace our cycle or even take it that seriously at all, even though there would not be life on earth without periods. So it's really time for a more grown-up conversation about periods, about what it means for us in a society that's set up for a very male-centric hormone cycle, i.e. one that barely changes from day to day, and how we can actually use our cycle to our very best advantage. And I am so, so lucky to have Roxy King joining us today. She's a menstrual cycle coach who has made it her mission to help us heal and embrace our cycle to transform our lives, as well as helping us to live in alignment with our cycles in a way that can really, really benefit us. So hello, Roxy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Alex. Thanks so much for having me here. Fabulous to have you. So first of all, shall we dive into what actually is period coaching all about? Because not everybody is going to have heard of that. No, they definitely won't. <laughs> when I <laughs> tell people that I'm a menstrual cycle coach, I get some very strange looks. <laughs> yeah. But it is, um, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm... Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed about menstrual cycles <laughs> and I do talk the talk people's ears off about it. So being a menstrual cycle coach is 
yeah, helping menstruators to heal their relationship with their cycles. Because like you say, society just tells us that it's a bad thing. Um, there's nothing good about it. And we, you know, we buy into this narrative and we don't know what we can do to help ourselves. So a menstrual cycle coach is there to yeah, heal that relationship with your cycle and then help you to heal your cycle. Because, you know, things like PMS and cramps and things, they're common, but they're not normal. We don't need to have them. There are things that we can do ourselves away from medication and things that that can really, really help. So, yeah, that's that's what a coach does, really. Okay, I might have to pick your brains about those cramps, actually, because my daughter, she's a teen now, she's 13, and she definitely still has those cramps, which I know is quite common. I remember having them at that age as well. But yeah, I'll put a pin in that one. (laughs) Let's talk about that a little bit later. (laughs) So um, obviously, you know, as I said at the start, like we in modern society live in a place of a very male centric way of doing things, a very male centric rhythm to life, which is that they basically experience the same peaks and troughs of hormones every single day. So they will have their, their sort of site, their, their daily cycle, so to speak. And, you know, throughout the week, the month, the year, that doesn't actually tend to change that much, uh, you know, with the male hormones. But of course, us women are quite different from that. So how does that cycle tend to differ? What are kind of the peaks and troughs for us? And what are the things that we should be starting to look out for? So what I teach is all based around the fact that we have, so we have four phases to our cycles mm-hmm. and I like to call them inner seasons. I think that fits really, really well. So you have your inner winter, inner spring, inner summer, inner autumn, and there's a lot of similarities between your inner seasons and like the outer seasons in the outer world. And it's, it really, there's so many similarities. It's, just ridiculous but it it really really um helps as you're going through your cycle if you think that say in your you're in a winter which is your menstruation phase which includes your period but it's not just your period it can go on for two to three days after your period it's not like your period ends and you're like hey I've got all this energy again um as you go into your inner spring there is a um a couple of days there so but yeah, in your in your inner winter, you are just like in your outer winter, you know, you're wanting to retreat and kind of hibernate a bit more and you're not feeling so sociable and your energy levels kind of dip and you just need to have a bit of, of rest. And if you can honour that rest, that can really, really help you, not just in that phase, but in the rest of your phases as well. And then you go into your inner spring, which is your postmenstrual uh, phase, and you've got more more energy. Then you're a bit more outgoing, and there's all different things. So there's different there's different strengths and different. I don't like to use the word weaknesses, but kind of vulnerabilities within each season, which you can kind of take advantage of. So yeah, you've got more more energy and more confidence in your your inner spring and so you can, you know you can take advantage of that in life and business and then you go into your your inner summer and you've got even more energy this is like you know if you're in the gym and you want to get a pb this is the time to do it you know don't try and do it uh, in like your inner winter and inner autumn cuz it's just not going to it's not going to be great so so yeah your your inner summer is your ovulation and then you move into your inner autumn so you're kind of getting ready 
for the hibernation again. So your energy levels are are dipping again. I have I struggle with anxiety sometimes, and if it's gonna rear its ugly head, then it's gonna be in this phase. So, like I was saying to you before we came on the call, I always book things like podcast interviews and you know anything else like this, which requires me to be kind of more visible and more out there. More, I need more confidence, and I need to, you know, have a my brain needs to be working on all cylinders. Um, I book it for my inner summer and avoid my inner autumn like the plague. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be good. So, yeah, that just kind of shows the difference. Yeah, the way our cycle changes throughout as you know as we go through it, all these peaks and and troughs. And it's not that our like inner winter and inner autumn are bad. Mm. They're not bad seasons I love my period now which is you know not many people can say that Mm. but I'm like yes time to rest (laughs) time to take a step back um you know they they have their their own strengths and it's just you know that's what a menstrual cycle coach helps with as well is to help you make the most of the strengths Mm. and be aware of your vulnerabilities in each season so just picking up on a couple of things that um that you said then I kind of want to dig into a little bit further so I think you know you sort of said that you know for you for example or you know for a lot of people like the winter phase can actually last a little bit beyond the end of your period but I know from my experience and my experience is slightly different now in that I am perimenopausal my periods are all over the place but I can certainly remember when I was still menstruating regularly that I I actually, by about day two of my period, my energy would start to like really rise up and I would be, you know, I'd be like raring to get in the gym again. You know, I would have given myself a few days rest. I like needed a lot of rest a couple of days beforehand because I'd feel knackered. Then my period would start and then I'd be like, yeah, come on, let's do it. And sometimes it was like literally day two or three of my period that I would be like literally on it and ready to go. So I think, you know, it's it's important for people to understand that it's this is going to differ slightly from person to person so it's kind of a little bit about getting to know your own cycle and how that actually like shows up for you as well isn't it absolutely yeah absolutely and you definitely have to have to listen to your body and what your cycle is telling you and the best way to do that is to track your cycle it's amazing what you can learn by tracking your cycle and yeah, you know, you, you're not everyone is going to be completely exhausted in their, their inner winter. And I'm, I'm not anymore. And I used to be. And if I'm, if I'm not careful, particularly my inner autumn, if I kind of overdo it in the gym or overdo it with work, don't sleep very well, don't eat very well, things like that. Then when I come into my inner winter, it's just awful. Like to the point that I've stood in my kitchen before and been holding on to the counter because the pain is just like early labor pain it's horrific but if I look after myself in the lead up to my winter to my period I just breeze through and I have absolutely no symptoms no cycle signs at all yeah then I've been caught out before where I've been like oh yes I've got you know a lot of energy I could do lots of things because I feel so good and then overdo it in my when I'm on my period, and then come into my uh, inner spring, my post menstrual phase, and my energy levels mm. are not where they should be because yeah. I've overdone it. So, 
yeah, there is this that that balance to have. And but yeah, like you say, everyone is different, and you just have to listen to your own cycle. And like I said, tracking is the best way to do that. Yeah, I think same. I think you know what you said about that. That you know, like I said, I would get this big energy surge like day two, day three. But I always was a little bit careful about that because I know that the the problem is that you can feel like yeah, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to do this, and then you go for it, and then you're like three days later, you're like, oh my god, I'm knackered because you've just like mm-hmm. gotten a little bit too soon. So sometimes you just have to temper it a little bit and remember, okay, hang on a minute. I know that I know what's going to happen if I don't like look after myself in the right kind of way at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> to be really mindful. So one of the other things you said about was, you know, for example, like you try and make sure that you only book podcast interviews and things like that for times when you're in your summer, which is amazing. However, we can't always control that, can we? Like if you're, you know, if you've got a boss that's telling you, right, I need you to do a presentation and it's day two of your period, um, then you don't have, you can't be saying, well, do you mind waiting for two weeks before we go and present to this client? You can't really do that. So when you don't necessarily always have control over, you know, the things you do and the times that you do them, have you got any sort of hints and tips for people on that? Yeah. So I know it's really, really tricky and I've, I've helped clients through things like this and it's all about doing what you can you know outside of that yeah there's some things that you you can't change you can't move around you can't avoid so for instance like you say if you had a presentation on day two make sure that uh you know other things that you're doing if it's outside of work for example like just resting in the evening you know not going out for for drinks or I mean you should avoid alcohol anyway on your period really um if you especially if you've got a heavy flow um and yeah just going focusing more on on rest and self-care and controlling that aspect and that's gonna help with the balance maybe taking it easy the day beforehand to the day after okay so can we just sort of briefly go through sort of those different stages we've we've sort of touched on it so far but like what are the best things to be doing and the best things to not be doing it during each of those phases so you already mentioned like obviously winter trying to rest a little bit trying to go a little bit easier on yourself be a bit kinder on yourself what stuff is winter good for oh well it is a great time for like reflection and analysis and tuning into yourself and listening like to your intuition and if you have got to evaluate something or you know yeah review documents a great time for that really embrace that and in your personal life yeah just it's a lovely time for reflecting and reviewing Mm -hmm. and then what about spring what 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 are kind of the the things to do more of and the things to do less of at that point in time so spring is a really creative time so if you have a creative aspect within your your job your work then harness that it's good for for planning and and strategizing as well and yeah, you've got you've got that bit more bit more energy, so so you can you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, and sort of get getting into the gym and doing like the hard sessions then, and pushing yourself, and like you say, starting to go for those PBs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the and- PBs more so into your into your inner summer for yeah. like the PBs. Some people can find that if they push themselves too hard in a spring, then 
they just kind of burn out a bit mm-hmm. with their energy. They still have to be mindful. But then again, others can really push themselves and it's yeah. they're okay. It's just, yeah, trying to find what suits you. So there's a it's just a bit of experimenting then, isn't it? I guess it's, it's kind of going, well, I'm not going to track my period for one month and then learn exactly what I need to do and just go by this formula. It's kind of going, right, well, here's where I'm at. And then almost like keeping notes maybe of, you know, how do I feel on each day? Oh, I did a workout the other day and today I'm feeling drained or I did a workout the other day and today I feel great or, you know, whatever that is. So, you know, starting to sort of see it as a bit of a long-term project over the space of a few months, I guess, to start getting used to like, how does that manifest for you? Because it is going to be slightly different for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Minimum of three months to track your cycle for. Um, I have a free download if anyone wants to download that which oh, is um a, it's the title is geared towards business women but it's just it's a free tracker basically yeah, yeah it's good <laughs> okay uh, i'll get the link from you and we'll share that in the show notes as well so if anybody wants to download that then they can go go do that in the show notes afterwards and then let's move on so uh we need to cover what summer and autumn as well so kind of what are the things to be aware of then and the things to maybe do more of and, and less of at those times yeah, so in a summer, it's a great time for communication and uh, collaboration. So if you're working on a project with others, or ideally, if you've got to do a presentation, schedule it for then. It's a great time for socialising mm. as well, and just kind of getting out there more community-based events. If you're organising one or if you want to go to one, yeah. you know, you're going to have the energy to do more it's always nice thinking about that when Christmas Day like lands in your inner summer. That's like that's yeah. the sweet spot. <laughs> that's just that's perfection. <laughs> and yeah, like if you're going to go for your your PBs and really push yourself, mm-hmm. it's a great time. Your inner summer, and then as you come into your inner autumn, it's another good time for reflecting and really nurturing your your body. And if you've got any projects on whether it be at home or at work good time to finish all that it's a great time for admin Mm -hmm. I mean I just totally into the zone admin wise in my inner autumn I'm like (laughs) so productive getting all the stuff done yeah and if I'm gonna declutter my house this is the time (laughs) that it happens and this is the time all the stuff goes on Facebook marketplace it's like just get rid of everything and like declutter your emails all those sorts of things yeah you can really be on fire with that sort of thing and it's yeah get kind of getting ready to to hibernate ready for your your winter yeah so almost that sort of clearing clearing out isn't it like that clearing out phase before you then rest which is interesting actually because I think that you know we're always looking for like ways I can be more productive ways that you know I can get through my to-do list quickly and stuff and then you know we're trying to do that in the middle of winter for example and we're like why why does this feel so hard whereas actually if you're like you know what one of the things that I suggest to my clients sometimes is like having a power hour a couple of times a week where you just like put aside an hour set the alarm for an hour and just go for it with like get through like a few things on your do list or some things you've been putting off but actually it sounds like not only have the power hour but put the power hour into autumn and be like right okay I know that a few days before my period I'm gonna have a couple of days where I'm just gonna go for it and I'm just gonna get myself organized and that you're probably just gonna get it done that much more efficiently then yeah yeah absolutely that is how I organize my life and my businesses I have a sheet which is split up into the four 
seasons and I work out what I need to do throughout that cycle. And yeah, if I've got certain admin tasks to do, I kind of schedule them in, you know, if obviously if they need to be done now, like paying the bills, well, it's got to be done. But if it's something that can be saved till later, then yeah, I'll schedule it into into my autumn. And yeah, the same for the for the other seasons, like scheduling in this podcast, for example. Yeah. And just a quick word on any women out there who are maybe on the pill or something, because, you know, sometimes women say to me, oh, it's really impossible for me to, you know, track where I'm at in my cycle or to work with it, because obviously then they're having, you know, an artificial period as such. They're not having a real period at that point in time. So how can women who are in that position, how can they actually work with their cycle and and do that? Yeah. So they can track by the moon. So the easiest thing to do is just just google that tracking by the moon it's quite straightforward but there is a bit to it so that is the best way mm-hmm. i could i'm not gonna <laughs> stop myself from going on a rant about the pill <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it does you know it it affects so many aspects of us and it's not always necessary mm-hmm. you know it, it's women are very easily quickly sometimes put on the pill for you know if they have say heavy periods or they have acne from their cycle you know they have painful periods I know of so many women that I've spoken to throughout my life who have been put on the pill Mm. to deal with these issues and to balance their hormones and it doesn't it causes more issues than it solves so yeah, um, it's essentially just masking, isn't it? It's masking what's going on underneath and not dealing with the, the the real root of the issue. And it's almost like, well, this is an easy thing to do. I'll just put you on the pill and you'll go away kind of thing, I think. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, for some women, it's only a few little tweaks that they can make mm-hmm. that can make a huge difference to how they're feeling. Okay, others are going to need to do a bit more work. But like I said before, you know, I completely changed my relationship and my experience of being on my period just with a few tweaks and my favorite one which I've been doing for at least a decade is not having a cup of tea when I'm on my period because I instantly will get cramps and that's you know that's like an easy tweak Mm. (laughs) and it kind of makes me look forward to my period because I swap it out for a hot chocolate yeah (laughs) like oh yeah hot chocolate time coming (laughs) that's the way to do it isn't it (laughs) Yeah, I think, like you say, I think that's, it's a really interesting conversation to have because, you know, going on the pill as birth control and going on the pill to try and solve a problem are two very different things. And like you say, I think that it often gets over prescribed to women as a, oh, well, let's put a sticking plaster on it and you know this will make you feel better but it's not actually addressing what's going on and you know I know that you know a few years ago when I uh, in my early 40s when I started going into that perimenopause phase and my periods got a lot heavier all of a sudden you know they were like nine ten days long there was lots of spotting there was you know the mood swings were horrendous beforehand all that kind of stuff and it was a really big change for me And I went to the doctor, you know, first of all, because I just wanted to check there was nothing wrong. And, you know, to be fair, the doctor did a scan and, you know, checked that there was nothing untoward going on. But then the answer was, well, let's pop you on the pill. So... Mm -hmm. 
probably knowing less about it at the time, I, I took it for about three weeks and I bled continuously for three weeks. And I just thought, no, this is not happening. I ended up going and getting um, acupuncture and it really, really helped me. And, you know, this this was me going into my perimenopause phase. This, this is what happens. It's quite a normal thing to happen at that stage. So there wasn't anything wrong with me. But it was affecting mm. my quality of life. And actually, acupuncture was an amazing way of, of dealing with that that really helped me. That's, you know, so much more natural and, you know, kind to your body as well, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Again, that's just one small thing mm. that could help. And yeah. look at the difference it made. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. But, you know, the pill changes so many things. Mm. I was listening to a podcast recently where the pill expert was talking about how it even changes the men that we are attracted to. (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, It's amazing, isn't it? Looking at my husband, like evaluating, would I have come for you before? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And, um, yeah, I think, you know, like I say, the pill is amazing as, a, as as birth control and it's given women a huge amount of freedom. So, you know, the, mm. it's, this is not about doing the pill down because I think that for women, you know, when the pill was introduced, I mean, that was a real moment and we should absolutely celebrate that. But like we say, it's that, you know, when it's masking other stuff and, you know, you, it's not helping you to deal with, with what's actually going on. I think that's when it becomes a bit more problematic. And I think we're becoming a lot more aware of that these days as well, actually, which is good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's um, there's a great episode on Netflix, The Principles of Pleasure. I think it's the second episode on there. It's like a mini series. And if anyone wants to learn more about the pill, I mean, it's a fascinating episode. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Like the pros and the cons. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant oh, series. Not anyway, I've not yeah. heard of that. I'll have to give that a watch. That sounds really good. Brilliant. Well, we could go on all night about um, the pill, couldn't we? And <laughs> <laughs> in fact, all of this, because it's all really, really fascinating. But, 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 uh, we're going to bring it to an end there. So before we do go, Roxy, can you tell everybody a bit more about where they can find out more about you, where they can find out, you know, how they could work with you as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a Facebook group, if anyone would like to come over and join. It's called the Feminine Business Circle with Roxy. I'm also on TikTok at roxyking.coach and I'm also on Instagram but I'm not really active on there but I have a an evergreen grid over there so if anyone wants to learn more about me all the information is over there and that's roxyking.coach as well and the website is coming soon (laughs) yeah Um, I think um I've read recently that um what a lot of people are doing on Instagram these days is creating almost like that that sort of nine or 12 grids which becomes their Mm -hmm. their catalogue almost or their brochure or their you know like their website so if if you ever see anybody out there who's got like nine or 12 and it never changes that's why because um you know it's it's acting as your like website so actually really useful to go and and look and read at those posts as well awesome so what we'll do is we'll pop the links into the show notes so you can go follow Roxy you can go find out more about what she does and you can find out about working with her as well Um, but thank you so much for joining us today Roxy thank you so much I could have talked about this all day it's <laughs> such an amazing subject so I hope people enjoyed it and go and do a bit more more research and if they have any questions more than happy to you know for people to send me a message and and ask away that's no problem at all they can send me a, um, a Facebook friend re- request as well it's Roxy King Clark my married name on there so yeah 
if anyone has any questions, I'm more than happy to to answer and help them out. Fab, because yeah, like you say, this is like a new concept for so many people. Yeah. So yeah, and I think, like you say, we could you know we could talk about it for hours. And I've read quite a few books on this subject, and I'm still like. Yeah, every time I read another book or speak to somebody else about it, I learn something new about it. So I think it's it is really fascinating, and I think it's that it's really important as well. You know, like I say, we we've kept periods under wraps for way too long, and like you know, like I was saying, start some of those phrases that we use about being on the blob and all that kind of stuff. It's it's like this thing that we we try and keep quiet and we don't want to talk about, and you know, you hide the tampon up your sleeve when you're going to you know the toilets and stuff like that, and it's like actually. Let's just bring this out in the open. Let's celebrate this this amazing thing actually that happens to us each month and this amazing opportunity that we've got. And yeah, I really hope that everybody will go out and find out more about you and what you do. Cause I think that I think it's just it's so helpful to really understand this this side of ourselves that I think we haven't talked about for too long, I think. Yes, absolutely. So I think, like I said, that this is such a fascinating subject, one that every single woman can really benefit from being tuned into. So are there any action steps that you think you can take from here that that will have some impact on you and impact on your life? And maybe this has also helped you to think about how you can be a bit kinder to yourself throughout the month and start working with rather than against your cycle. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So do get in touch via social media at Alex Chickfit and I'm going to love you and leave you there we're going to say goodbye and I'm going to see you all again next time thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration <laughs>